For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. I am joined by another model girl, Kirsten McStay, how you doing? Hello, thanks for having me. No I'm worries. So it's funny because we were talking before we started recording and Kirsten, you are a journalist, you're now a successful author, you've got your own podcast, so I do not know why you would be nervous about doing anything like this. <laughs> it's just weird, like, because I'm on the, the opposite end of it, I'm being asked the questions this time, so it's, the podcast that I do is not, kind of, I don't know, it's weird, it's just two people chatting, it's not really kind of questions and stuff, so I'm looking forward to, to speaking with you today. <laughs> I think that, uh, what's quite interesting for me is, we've known each other for a long time, you know, probably stayed streets apart when we were kids or whatever mm-hmm. but there'll be people listening to this and watching this thinking who is Kirsten so I think probably the best thing to do is give them a wee bit of background about yourself so you're a journalist. Yes I am a showbiz writer for the Daily Record. I've been doing that for over a year now that one but I've worked in the same company for about five five and a half years um, and I started it's always what I've done I went to uni to do journalism and I graduated in 2016 and I went straight into working with my local paper at the time when I stayed in Hamilton so yeah I've just kind of it's something I always wanted to do and it's it's weird for me because everybody's like what did you want, always want to do when you were younger like saying I always used to say I want to read and write the news so mm. for me to do that now it's, it's quite mad but I love it I do love it how does that come about? Because there's obviously loads of people out there that want to be a journalist. It sounds like a dead attractive <laughs> career. And showbiz journalism is mm-hmm. probably the one that everybody wants to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like Even when I was a wee girl, like, I was never good at maths or anything like that. Like, literally, <laughs> I don't even have an into in maths. Like, I was so bad <laughs> at it. And I was always really good at writing. And um, I remember at Pimps Night, like, the teacher said to my mum, like, she's an amazing writer. Like She wrote this story, I think it was about aliens or something, and she's like, I just can't believe she wrote that. I was in like, primary three or something. So everyone always kind of knew like, I, would, I would be into writing or whatever, and like, even pretending I was writing a book and stuff like that. And my papa, he wrote two books like when he was in his 70s and no stuff. Way. So yeah, so he wrote a book actually based in Motherwell down the Burgies. Shut up. Uh-huh. No I'll way. I'll you at one time when he does... It's okay. Um, can you quite... buy it? Is it still available? I, I don't know. I think he handed it into the Motherwell Heritage Centre like years ago. Oh my ago, god, I love stories like Me that. and Johnny are like main characters <laughs> in it, so I'll let, you, I'll let you show you that. But um, I, so he, I always kind of looked up to that and I thought, that's dead cool. Like, he's wrote a book. He's wrote two books. He wrote an autobiography first and then that it's called Pixie Well. Right. <laughs> so I always kind of had this in my mind. Like, oh, Is that because a... that area, there's supposedly pixies and all uh-huh, that? Like, I. I've not read it in a long time, but it's all kind of based on, like, you know how it's, like, the green lady and all that down mm-hmm. there kind of thing. So it's all based on that. So being a wee girl seeing that, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, he self-published as well, and I just thought, that's something I'd love to do. So I, writing and books and stuff like that's always been something I've been interested in. So I was quite happy when, actually, it's something that I do for a, for a job now. So, yeah. See, when you're writing a book, for example, and you work for... The record, is there any like conflict of interest there? Do you need to say to them, like, I'm writing a book, or are they quite encouraging and say, Right, on you go? Um, I've not really had the conversation with them to be fair because I'd started writing it the book in 2019, so a long time. So I never really, I, I didn't really want to put them together. Like, I didn't want to be like, Oh, they'll promote that for me or they'll do it for me. Do you know what I mean? I just wanted to do it in my own kind of accord and just leave it at that because I think sometimes it can 
particularly for what I was writing about as well, like it would conflict, so I kind of try to keep them separate because that's my job at the end of the day and this is just something that's been a kind of sideline for me, so not necessarily, but if it, if it ever did, then that would be, it'd be okay, I think it'd be fine, it's not like, I don't think it would be. Like, what oh is your god. best showbiz piece that you've covered? Oh god, when I covered your podcast the last <laughs> Good time. answer. There we are. I know you're putting me in the spot. Not that one, cut that clip. Put I know, it, it was night. Amanda Knox. Um, your story, I'm kidding on. Mm. Uh, I don't know, that's what I mean. I was saying earlier on, I only started doing this job in February 2020. So I was literally at the office sitting at my desk for like three weeks and then they were like, right, coronavirus has happened. So I was like, oh my god. I was thinking this, so they said you'll be sitting home for three weeks and then it'll all be normal or whatever and that was like last February and I'm still working from home so I've not kind of had the showbiz job that I <laughs> thought I would get but I'm sure it'll come at the same time but it's not been as, like covering transmit and all that was like everything that I thought I'd be doing and stuff but just with what, what happened last year and stuff and it never but it's fine. So I don't know, off the top of my head, I can't really think of a great showbiz totally. story, but... But it's going to come, we'll be having opening back up again, I'm sure you'll be busy. I'm just, I'm so excited for that, like, that's what I've waited for all this Absolutely. time, like, being a showbiz writer was my absolute dream job, and, you know, when you don't get to do what you think you're going to do, it's quite disheartening, and you think, God, is it ever going to happen, but now that the world is opening back up and we're going to more things, then... It's really funny that because I think that everybody seems in this same bubble that you think, you know, you're not doing anything, you're stuck in the house and you're lonely and you're working from home and you've nobody to talk to and then I think you need to remind yourself that everybody's kind of doing the same, you know, there's so many people out there that's the same and it's it's not just you. I know, that's it and I think in the book that, that the sweeps of my life will get a plug, <laughs> um, there's a bit in it where I talk about coronavirus but I didn't want to go into it too much because everybody's been through it. It's not like it's one of these things where maybe just some people have experienced it. Every single person totally. in the world has, has been through it. So a few people have said to me, like, oh, did you not talk about more about that? And I was like, well, everybody knew it happened. Everybody right. knew. We were all in the house. We were all Zoom quizzing and all that kind of thing. So I just I didn't want to kind of touch on that too much because... It's all we've heard for the past year totally. and a half, do you know what I mean? So Let's give that book a plug. <clears throat> the swipes of your life, Kirsten McStay. Tell us about it because <laughs> I am fascinated by this. There are so many people out there that have been on online dating, <laughs> that have been on Tinder, Grindr, Bumble, you name it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's been anybody that's documented it in this way. And <laughs> I was very lucky to get a read at it before we done this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this is maybe unfair for me to say, but it's probably a more female audience that you'd go for. Yeah, definitely. Don't get me wrong, there's guys that have read it, um, but it's just more about an experience of a girl in her 20s going through all these dating apps <laughs> that you just named and obviously it not being a success or else we wouldn't have the book. But yes, I have been on every dating app possible and I have the stories to tell <laughs> with it. So I, I started writing the book in, I think it was December 2019. So I think maybe 2017, I became newly single after a six-year relationship ended. So I was still really young, to be fair, at the time. But, you know, that way, like, you think you're going to marry somebody and you think you're going to be with this person forever. And then it, it comes down, like, <laughs> a ton of bricks and you're like, oh, my God, what, what happens now? So obviously being off the dating scene for so long and then... It's all changed, everyone's done on a phone now, so I'm like, oh my god, what what the hell? It's all brand new to you. It's, it was so alien to me, like, nothing, nobody met people in bars, nobody, like, as you all heard from the films and stuff, it never happened, so everybody was like, oh man, you're going to meet somebody's on an app, so there it was, Tinder, <laughs> Bumble, Hinge, I had them all, and literally, every time I met one of my pals, they were like, 
how's the dating going? And I was like, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened and they're like, oh my god, and or maybe I'd say like, oh, it's going really well. And the next time I seen them, I'd be like, it's oh. no, <laughs> no, he's a definite no, no, he's not Mister Right. So we kind of had this ongoing joke um, that I just met all the the bad people on there, and I was at, on my cousin's hen doing Magaluf, and we were round about the pool and. I was telling the girls the stories and what, what happened and they were like, you need to write a book. And I thought, do you know, probably could write a book given that's happened to me. And that was it. And I thought, well, I'd always wanted to write a book as I'd said, but with everything that had happened, I thought this is great content and it's all real life. It's not like I'd need to like, fabricate anything or make stuff up. So it was, it was perfect. So that was me, that was the August and then in December I started writing it. And I, I was maybe unfair there by saying it's a mainly female audience, but the reason I said that is because I was watching, uh, reading it, sorry, and just chuckling away all the way through it. And <laughs> it is so relatable, mm. you know, and, and I would urge any male, regardless of what age you are, to go and read this because it's hilarious. But I think that what I really took away from it, Kirsten, is that is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're really, really opening yourself up there. You're putting mm-hmm. out your whole personal life mm-hmm. on paper <laughs> for MD in the world to read. And we started talking before we recorded here and you told us that the first person you let read it was your mum. <laughs> and if I had wrote that book, there's no way I'd be letting my mum read it. Do you know, everybody says this to me, but I don't think everyone understands like the relationship you and my mum have. Like, obviously, you and my mum's one of your neighbours, as you know, <laughs> and um, it's dead funny because, like, growing up, I, I talk about this in the book as well, like, my mum was a single mum and it was me, only me, her and my brother for so long and we were just all so close and... There wasn't really anything that I wouldn't tell her. Like obviously, I wouldn't go into like detail about things <laughs> sure. like that. But I would always go to her for advice or like, t- do you know what? Wasn't ever something that I'd be like, you know, some people are like scared to go to their mum yeah. or whatever, but not with me. So when I was writing the book, and she was like, always dead excited, and what's happening? Are you nearly finished it yet? And whatever. But I think if I'd said to her, I would rather he didn't read it. If people came up to her in the street or whatever and were like, oh, I read Kirsten's book, and she'd be like. Well, I've not read it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's I, no fair almost. It's not really uh, fair. And at the same time, she knew to an extent <laughs> some of the stuff that happened in it because I'd always told her, like, she'd be like, oh, so how did the date go? And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, it was a disaster and whatever. And she, <laughs> she, it was almost as if she was always trying to marry me off anyway. So she was like, oh. Then she'd, like, say to me, oh, what was his name? And I'd say, like, for example, Craig Smith. And she'd be like, oh, Kirsten Smith. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, she was yeah. just always so <laughs> interested in my life. Uh, so but that's because you're a little girl, isn't it? You know, I, so. we, we are so close. Like me and her, we go away and holiday together every year, just the two of us and stuff. So we are really, really close. So when it was time for the book to come out, the only person I really cared about's opinion was her. Because I knew she would tell me, like, you can't put that in there, or are you sure? Like, if she said to me, you know, you're really putting yourself out there, like, you are literally telling everyone your whole personal life. And I said, well, the motto I kind of go by is like it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed like I'm not at all because it's normal like it's a normal thing like we've all probably done something in that book but maybe just not spoke about it so when it was time to kind of bring it out before I like published it for anyone to buy I let her read it first and she would phone me and she'd be like oh my god I'm chuckling away at this (laughs) chapter or oh my god you didn't tell me you'd done that or something like that and and when she'd read it and said it was brilliant, I was like, right, okay, I'm ready to tell everyone else about it. Because if my mum, like, she would be my, like, worst critic kind of thing. Absolutely. So if she thinks it's good, then Was there any good. bits that she told you to take out? 
No, not take out, but she was just Up, like... Edit or twist or... Oh, I don't know if you should put that in there. Like, obviously you'll know there's a bit in there. <laughs> Spoiler alert that um, my mum came into my flat to wake me up one time because I nearly <laughs> missed a wedding and I wasn't alone, let's just say. And um, the, the funny thing is, with that story, like, and anyone else would just be embarrassed and, like, not speak to their mum for a week, but I had to go to a full day wedding with her, so... I loved the bit of that story where, you know, you were mortified and your mum went out the room and the guy was like, oh no, is she going to be raging? But your mum had left you a can of iron brew because she knew that you were hungover. That is the thing, um, and that is the thing. Like, she's no daft, do you know what I mean? And she knows that I'm not, like, stupid or anything like that. Well, that day I was stupid. But to the extent, like, she's, she knows that's what girls do. She's not, you know... And some people would maybe be embarrassed, but I think, as I said, the relationship me and her have. Like, we at the end of them, when I went, went to her house after that, she was like... I stop out. Let's go to the bedroom. Get a hang. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, as long as she was happy with it, then that was it. The women, as I said, a few bits. She was like, "I can't believe you're saying that." And I'm like, "Well, it happened." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so totally. they put it in there. So no, she's totally cool with it, and she's very proud of me. Like she's like my momager, like Chris Jenner on Facebook, <laughs> like totally sharing it, like everything. It was so funny. She posted like a picture of me like holding the book or whatever. And, Oh, my mum's like Facebook famous with her pals, like hundreds <laughs> of comments and um, she was, I was just like, oh congratulations and she's like, thanks, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you're like my Chris Jenner fan. Um, but Do you not feel like Facebook without getting off on a tangent, it just became like for mums? <laughs> like, it's she loves up. it. Aye, my mum's obsessed with it, selling things on it. And not even that, my mum's got a dog and that, like, she was wishing her happy birthday on it. And, like, <laughs> it's the same birthday as my brother and everybody was like, happy birthday Brie, like right on the end of the dog's Facebook. <laughs> Your <laughs> no, it's dead funny, but no, I she's she's probably my biggest fan. I would say That's she's amazing. sharing it and telling all her pals about it. And we were actually in the electric bar for well, she was in there with her pals for lunch that day, and I went to pick them up. And I went in, and she's like, "Bring your book down." I'm telling Gina about it, so I'm bringing the book down. And the woman at the table next to her was like, "Oh, Cashman, let me let me see it." Down from my pals, so it was just it's so nice and like. People of that generation as well are reading it and laughing and stuff. That's like, oh, my pals' mums have read it as well, and I'm like, oh. And do you feel embarrassed at all about that? No, everybody knows what I'm like. Like, I'm quite, you'll know yourself, like, I kind of make the best of a bad situation, and you just got to own it. Like, Absolutely. see if it's embarrassing. But as I said, it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed about it. So, and that's I, it. You could sit and let it eat you away and be like, oh, God, I wish I'd never done that. Like, like growing up, so me and Johnny, my brother, he was always a worrier. Like he was always like, if he'd done something, he'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And think about it, I'd be like, bugger it, it's happened, can't mm-hmm. change it. So I think that's just the the way I've always been. You mentioned your brother Johnny, and I know Johnny well. Um, he's a great <laughs> guy. Brilliant singer, great dancer. <laughs> he says as well, you know, your mum was a, you know, she brought you up on your own almost. Mm-hmm. Johnny, as a protective big brother, has he read it? No. So this is the thing, so there's obviously three very important men in my life. So my brother, my stepdad, and Nikki, who's my boyfriend, spoiler alert. <laughs> we get happy ending at the end of the week. <laughs> but I said to them, I would like if you didn't read it, because obviously there is like sex chat in it and about like stuff like that. Like, not, a, not in a great detail, as you'll know, it's not yep. graphic, it's not like Fifty Shades of Grey and talking totally. like that. There's nothing like that, but I just would rather they didn't. Like, if they really wanted to and they said, oh, but they understand, like, it is a female kind of audience, but I let Nikki read the last chapter, his chapter, um, that was it, that's all I got, and I was, like, pure hovering over him, making sure he didn't, like, 
flip through any more totally. pages. But my stepdad as well, he's amazing. And I, I like I gave them all a wee dedication at the end, so they were allowed to read that, and that was it. That was it, nothing else. Was uh, How was Nicky with the end of it? Because it, from me reading the whole book all the way through and seeing like the pain, the trauma, the laughs that you had, but also some quite deep, mm-hmm. you know, painful experiences in there. Mm-hmm. How was he with that? Because I actually felt this is really nice. You know, it was, it was heartwarming. <laughs> I know, the ice queen is melted. That was like me at the end. But, um, so I actually didn't let him read it until it was like in book form. Like sure. maybe I would have been like, oh, maybe read that and see what you think. But I thought it was nice that I just kind of let him, if anybody's read it, you'll know I have to like a wee soppy thing at the end. Just like when we met, it was totally unexpected. Like, as I said, it was like the kind of end of whatever number of lockdown it was and we kind of met, but I wasn't expecting it. So it came as a total shock to me. Um, but he's been so supportive and it's dead nice that he was sharing it on Facebook and all that when it came out and I thought not everybody would do that and no. he's just like he's saying oh I'm so proud of you and whatever like he knew this was a dream of mine so now that I've done it like he's so proud and it's nice and when he read it he was like well that, that was dead I think he said like lame or something like that <laughs> I was dead lame but thanks <laughs> but no it was, he said that was nice and he, he did appreciate it but I was worried, like, what his pals would say about it and, like, oh, your birds wrote a book about it. Like, because <laughs> anyone that would seen it would th- think it's, like, a Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. book when it's totally not. But everybody's been so nice about it. And, as I said, it has been our dream. So, for me to actually do it, I'm like, well, I've achieved something about it. So There's some really interesting bits in it that when I was reading it, I was thinking, are these names real? Have you changed the names? And I know some of your pals and <laughs> mm-hmm. their names were not changed. But the men involved, yeah. names so, were changed. I decided that this is not to get a kiss and tell book. I didn't want to like out anyone for whatever. I didn't want to like create a witch hunt or whatever <laughs> or against anyone. So all the men in the book that were dates, his names have been changed, just for the simple reason that I don't want them to sue me because I've named my <laughs> and also that I just can't be bothered with the aggro of it. So mm. I just changed the name because it's more about how I felt when all these things were happening to me and and how you know, going through that and then ups and downs and ups and downs. It wasn't about that person in particular, it was more about how I felt going through it all. So I thought the best thing would be to be change the names, keep all my pals' names so everybody's known. So, like, my pals are like, oh, I remember that bit? And, oh, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? So it's nice, but I just thought it would be for the best not to do that. <laughs> Kirsten, there's some really funny bits in it as well. Is there oh, a bit God. that... I don't want you to give too much away <laughs> to the book because I want people to go out and buy this. Mm-hmm. But is there a one story that you've put in it that you think that makes me cringe more than anything else or one that makes me laugh more than anything else oh. one that jumps to mind for me is uh-huh. the, the guy that was a stand-up comedian oh god that was horrible <laughs> oh without like giving away the story like I invited a stranger over to my house and uh, he, he totally like personally catfished me and I just didn't know what to do so I ended up just kissing him just to kill the silence and so when he left though do you know that when you sit and you just think did I do that far? And I, and I still sometimes like shudder when I think about that time and that was really bad. The other kind of time was the guy with the dog. <laughs> um, for anybody that's not read the book, this guy, it was like just before lockdown and um, he he stayed in Edinburgh so we were going to go out on a date and then everything got shut and he was like, I'll just come over but I need to bring my dog and I was like, okay. <laughs> and he brought like the dog's bed with him and it was still in my house to about two months ago. Like, <laughs> Where's that dog been sleeping for the past two years? (laughs) I was like, I need to get rid of this. I really need to get rid of this. But just things like, we silly things. It's not even like necessarily a date or something. It's maybe like, 
or like the guy that wore the awful boots and um, on the just there's loads of things that sometimes I think what were you thinking? And a lot of the time I've had a lot of messages from people saying, as you'll know, like I went back for a second time a lot of the time mm-hmm. when I should have, and they're like, I was like pure screaming at the book when I was reading it, saying, What are you doing going back again after like the guy after Chiquitos <laughs> like, sending yeah. me terrible videos after the date and I I've seen him after that, so I'm like <laughs> Things like that. But this is the thing. Other people probably enjoy this book so much because they can relate to it. Mm-hmm. it. And I think that's something that's really pertinent about this is once you've put that all down on paper, it must be really empowering. You know, it, it says to me that you're in a very, very happy place and you're a strong individual now mm-hmm. because you've got the guts to do that. You know, you, you're putting yourself all out there, as we've touched on earlier. Like, you must put it down and think, do you know what? I'm dead proud of myself. And also, I can imagine that you're getting so many people getting in touch with you and saying, oh my God, you know, you've made me laugh about experiences that I've had, or uh-huh. you've made me feel confident about talking about experiences I've had. Definitely, and I think, like, um, sometimes I'd write something down and I'd be like, as I said, like, should I really be putting this in there? It did happen, so yeah, bugger it. But the messages that I've had on the back of it, like, literally I had a message yesterday from someone saying, you know, I'm married now, but a few things had kind of been niggling at me for that I'd done in the past and after reading your book it's given me a bit of peace of mind that actually I'm normal, things like this happen all the time, it's not just me and stuff like that and people have messaged me saying you know I was feeling the same and going through this vicious cycle of you know seeing somebody having like an extreme dumping or like being ghosted or anything like that and then doing it all again and starting like chatting to somebody new and then feeling horrible and I've had messages people saying like <clears throat> they feel felt the same and they're glad that I've put this out there because they know they're not alone. They're not alone and <laughs> things crazy people do come to your house and end up having <laughs> four girlfriends and stuff like that. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? And I've heard some hilarious stories from people off the back of it as well. They've messaged me and been like, Oh my god, this happened to me and X, Y, and Z happened as well. So no, the feedback I've had has been absolutely amazing and some of the messages are just even one message I got, I was like, this whole book was worth it just for that one, do you mm-hmm. know? So I'm happy I Is that it. personal? Can you go into that or is it? It was just like, you know, I think she had split up with her man and, you know, she thought this was it, this was who she was going to marry. I think maybe they had a child together and, like, she was like, you know, that was me, I was in a rut and I thought I'm never going to meet anyone and... I read your book and she she said she cried at the end. A few people mm-hmm. have said that and had, that makes me want to cry because I just think... Oh, I, yeah, I wasn't going to say that because I didn't quite cry, but I did feel quite <laughs> soft at the end of it. Well, that's the thing. Like, even there's bits in the book where I talk about struggling with depression. Like I, I was going to talk to you about this anyway, but I've been so lucky throughout my whole life that I had never dealt with depression or anything like that before until lockdown. So... I was so used to being around people all the time, getting out, as you know, I don't think I've ever seen you out with the pub, if I'm honest, in real life, but I was always with people. I don't know if that says more about me or you. (laughs) But I'd I'd never been alone, I'd never, I'd always had somebody's house to go to, do you know what I mean? So, when it was like, all of a sudden, everything had been ripped away for you, I really, really, really struggled. Because you're a sociable person, you know. And that's it. Like, yeah. my job's sociable. Like, gonna act, that's why, I'd, like, being single as well. Like, it's awful totally. doing all that. So, obviously, doing all the Tinder stuff and lockdown, like, you've got absolutely hee-haw to talk about yeah. for one. You can't go out and see anyone. So, I just felt like I was drinking all the time during lockdown. Like, I think, obviously, most people were Zoom quizzing, but it just wasn't cutting it for me. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I need... 
I'm quite a cuddly person as well. Like my, if I see my pals, I'm like, oh, and my mum or whatever, and I just totally like. There were some days I just was changing out of pajamas and into pajamas, and I really struggled, and it was a shock for me because I was like, shit, I rely on other people for happiness. So that's I really threw myself into that book during that time because I had nothing else to do. So <laughs> in it, when I do talk about times like that, or like maybe when I had been feeling low, I was like going back through all these emotions at the time. So it was hard writing it as well, but it also made me realise that I had to have something to focus on and then focus on myself and realise that I need myself to be happy. So it was yeah. the whole lockdown thing that made me think, you need to work on yourself first before totally. you meet, not even meet anyone, that wasn't the end goal, but I realised that I had to better myself, mm-hmm. to better my life as a whole. So it saved me that book, it's crazy to admit it, but it saved me during a really, really tough time. Tough few months. What would you have done without it? Probably drank and ate mm-hmm. and drank and ate. Do you know, I was in, like, a, I think a lot of people were, like, I speak to those people all the time, that, like, I put on two stones during lockdown or whatever. Like, it's so easy to do, but I think you, I just had to give myself a shake and be like, wake up, you're better than this. You've got so much to live for. This isn't going to be forever. But I think at the time, what I really struggled with was... There wasn't an end date. There wasn't like mm-hmm. this is only going to be for like until September the twenty eighth. See if it yep. in March they had said September the twenty eighth. That will be your absolute end. I think I would have coped better. I was the same. The fact you want an end date, don't you? Something to work towards. There's not even a maybe or anything totally. like that. So it was hard, but like and during lockdown, I FaceTimed my mum every single day, like twice a day, and we still do it now, like just because it's like habit all the time and. I don't know, it just it made me really appreciate everything that I've got now. So see, every time somebody's like, do you want to do something? I'm like, I, yes, I will do sign it. sign me up. I will go to the opening <laughs> an envelope. I will do anything because I'm literally, like, it made me realise how important life is during that time. Kirsten, you've been very honest about that. You <clears> said, you know, it was a really hard time, but I think there's so many success stories that have come out of lockdown mm-hmm. and, and this book is one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was a difficult time for you, but you've now got something to look back on and be really proud of as well. I know, definitely, and I think... Even like to say like I wrote a book that's just so cool. Oh, I just can't believe it. And it's so funny. Like it's really bizarre. I was in that abandoned ship in Glasgow with Haley. Uh-huh, it's yeah, yeah. actually so good. But me and her, we couldn't get a table, so we were sitting. And this girl came up to me. And she's like, "Are you Kirsten?" I was like, "Aha! Uh-huh, like, what have I done?" And she was like, "Oh, I've just finished reading your book." And she was sitting with her boyfriend. She's like, "Me and him met on Bumble, and uh, I was just telling him <laughs> that I finished no your way. book." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I, it was just really weird. And when I was at Transmit as well, I actually met you too. Yeah. But aside from that, another person who came up to me and said, and I was with Haley again. She's like, "I think you're paying these people to come up to you and say this," but it's really mad. And like people say, "Oh, I loved it," and I've gave it to my pal, and I've passed like. Another girl messaged me saying she's a nurse and all the nurses in the ward are reading it. And you better tell them to stop passing it around and start buying it. <laughs> I know, well, that's the thing. Um, but it's just really, it's crazy to think that I've done, like, I've done that, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's bizarre, but I'm so happy I did. It's always been like a bucket list thing for me, so it's here. Like, it's actually, I can hold <laughs> it, so it's really chunky, so you probably knocked them out with it. But I just can't believe that I've done that was me. <laughs> but listen, you've not just done it. Let's talk about how successful it's been because you put this in paper and I'd imagine you had no expectations. You just thought, I'm just delighted to do that. And you've sold thousands of copies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, yeah. It's particularly been a self-published author, so it's all done through Amazon. Um, my pal Paula Johnson helped me a lot with it because she's already brought out a book. So I was just a bit like, airy-fairy, like, help me, what do I do? But 
obviously so much work goes into it like see literally the week before it was getting uploaded for the pre-order like I'd sold hundreds on pre-order for the ebook and I was feeling so pressured I'm like oh my god and one night I actually sat up to like five in the morning and make sure it was like you know ready to go and can't believe that people were like pre-ordering my book. I'm like, what the hell? And when it hit midnight of the day it was coming out, like people were like sending me pictures of them reading it on their Kindles and stuff. And I just thought, what? You are all reading this by me kind of thing. And um, it's only been out. I think I brought it out the 27th of August, so like a month. And I've, as I said, I've sold like over a thousand copies, which is crazy. <laughs> and I just can't believe it. Honestly, it blows my mind. I said to my mum, see if I made like 500 quid for this, I'd be delighted with that. Like, it's something that I've never had anyway, Mm -hmm. but it's just surpassed my expectations. Absolutely. I think the Amazon thing's interesting because I'm always moaning about Amazon. Do not use it. (laughs) Hate it. But I've spoke to so many independent authors that say it's the best way to do it. You know, in terms of actually publishing stuff, it's so much easier for the... It definitely is. There's like a whole community on there. Like if you need questions answered or whatever on there. Um, but that's the thing, as I said earlier on. Like years ago, like when my papa published his book, God, that was like I don't know, two thousand and one or something. I don't know. It was ages ago. But he like bought like seven hundred copies of his own book, and it cost him money. But with this, you don't need to do that. You just it's like printed on demand. So every time somebody buys one, orders one, they print one kind of thing. So it's really good for anybody that does like obviously the dream is to be in waterstones or whatever but totally. do you know what like if, if i've experienced what i have so far doing it on mm-hmm. my own like and i hate to say this because i'm a big fanny bookshop so it sounds really sad but no as many people go to them anymore that's how it's done i know so you shouldn't be thinking oh i'm not on that shelf in the fort or whatever i know but everybody does love a good mooch around a bookshop don't they like, I, I personally do as well but it's just i think it's one of those things that's like if you've got your book you've, you've made it but for me it's not really because like i've got an instagram page for this book alone and i've got over a thousand people on there and it's it's mad so what i do on there as well i post like pictures of actual times throughout the really? book and stuff like there's pictures to me at the wedding, like spewing on the bus. Oh, like, shut my... up, I'll need to check that out. Oh, I've right, seen uh-huh. it. Post right. the... like, so, throughout this whole time of this book, I think this kind of started 2017, up until now. So, there's hundreds of pictures of right. me in oh, damp situations. So, there's kind of like a wee community on there, and people always like chat and stuff. So, it's good that way. But I, the, obviously, everybody wants the bookshop thing, but for the success I've had so far, only been a month in. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's enough for me. Like, it totally. really is. And as I said, the messages that I get from people. Have you had reviews on Amazon? I've got about 150 reviews on Amazon. All good. All good. There is a few of <laughs> you ones that, you know, people are just nitpick everything. But mm-hmm. that's what I said. Like, you're always going to get somebody that doesn't like something. Totally. You know what I mean? You can't please everybody, and that's fine. Like, I don't like every book I read. Mm-hmm. I won't like the same book that you like. You know, sure. everybody's different, and I appreciate that. I appreciate everyone has an opinion. And Do you read the reviews? Cause my mum oh reads them she's like I've seen you got another five star review today <laughs> I'm like alright alright Jenna um, but no I do I try she not to she is uh. she, she would love it um, I try not to because I think you can become a bit obsessed with it uh. um, and you can build yourself up and let yourself down can't you? I like, know like my mum's like have you checked like not how much you've, you can check how many books you've sold mm-hmm. so you check the day have you checked the day I'm like no just I'll check it when I'm like, yeah. oh, like curious about it but I think it you, it could be addictive to be like and then as you said if you're not getting what you want you'd yeah. be like oh, do you know what I mean how have you went about promoting it Kirsten because you've obviously got your amazing house Instagram 
<laughs> you've got your book, Instagram, and your own stuff. But is there any other ways that you've pushed mm. this at all? Um, mostly. To be honest with you, the most part of it's been on my home Instagram because see during lockdown, like I started that page during lockdown because I had he who else to do. <laughs> and again, that page saved me as well. Right, I where can to... folk check out your what? page? For that don't know your home Instagram oh, page? Oh, on Instagram, I'm Gaff at the Grange. <laughs> um, so... I just, I just moved into my house as well, that was another thing, so during lockdown, the January I got my keys and we went into lockdown in like March or whatever, so I had this house that needed it, I haven't done it, I ended up like tiling my own bathroom during lockdown, like I was literally doing anything to save my sanity during that time, so I started this home Instagram page to like... You were putting people to shame because I was getting it in the ear <laughs> saying, look at Kirsten tiling her own kitchen. <laughs> And I'm going, I don't even, I can't do it. There's no chance. Like, like, literally, I was going to be in queue and not have the clue, but I was like, I need something to do because mm-hmm. I cannot physically sit and do nothing anymore. And I think as well, sometimes I'd, I'll admit I struggled with the book because I was sitting at a computer. I worked throughout the whole yeah. of the pandemic. Like, there was no furlough for me. There was no time off or nothing. Like, I worked in my living room to start and sometimes sitting at a screen for like eight hours a day and then coming off to sit at a screen and do my own book was tough on my eyes most for the most part but like I just was so drained by it so sometimes I was like I need something to do like physical bacon wasn't for me like I was shining <laughs> banana that. bread aye aye mine had a big sink in it so that was it for me so I, I turned my hand to DIY and I was actually not too bad at it to be fair and so started this page which now has like 8,000 followers on it which is crazy and so they were also like I do a lot of like talking videos on Instagram as you know and like I was documenting me writing the book so a lot of people were like following this journey with me and be like oh my god can't wait to read it this was like back in April last year so I, I was I had this wee community of people checking in with me all the time when's like, this book when's coming, this when's coming out coming? and I'm like calm down and then when everything started to open back up again it kind of took a back seat because I was just desperate <laughs> to pub. get out the door away <laughs> at the pub so on Instagram mostly I've promoted it on there um, on Twitter but I haven't like as I said, I, I never went through my work to get promoted or like chased anything because I just I want it to flow yeah, naturally, naturally yeah. kind of thing. And I feel like maybe when it does die down, I'll be like, right, guys, help me, <laughs> punt it for me. But I just want to see how it goes on my own behalf first mm-hmm. without... Like, I know a lot of people, like, pay people to look at their reader books, but mm-hmm. if it's a genuine good book, word of mouth. Absolutely. Literally, people, somebody <laughs> messaged me today and said that they'd sent their cousin the book out in America and she's like, the American girls think we're wild and all this. And I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. But that's, I mean, it's just word of mouth. People yeah. are saying, oh, I read this book, read this book. And people posting pictures of it by the pool and like mm-hmm. Dubai and stuff. It's crazy. So, and Amazon pushes it up the charts as well, doesn't it? Like, because like, you were saying there's folk in Canada have got it. Uh, Canada, the Netherlands, America. Like, it's crazy, but... I think the first few days I was like number three in the love, sex and humour category <laughs> on Amazon. But again, it's I think you can become obsessed with that because it's not uh-huh. about that. Totally. Like checking every day, oh, I've went down five or whatever. Like it's easy to become addicted to that. So I'm just kind of being chill about it. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. People enjoy it. The, the reviews are speaking for themselves and the messages I'm getting just tells me that I've done a good job. <laughs> You said that you need something to focus on, and I think Tarkin back to the book as well. You know, there was a bit where he says that you were off these dating apps because you were focusing on a 10k mm-hmm. that you were going to run. Mm-hmm. And I just get the impression for everything that you've told me and for that part of the book that you've always it's always good for you to set a goal and a target, and that keeps you driven. <clears throat> When's the next one coming? Oh, God, Jesus, <laughs> only been a month. 
Um, well, I actually have been asked this a lot as well. So, as we know, I'm now in a relationship, so it can't be this part two unless I dump him for content. Um, <laughs> I would never do that. But I think my next one would be fiction. But that's what I mean. I think that'd be harder because this, I didn't have to plan it. It's in like order of what happened. So, I think I would really need to think about what I want to do story wise. But It'll happen, it will happen. I'm definitely going to do it, but for now, I'm just enjoying (laughs) having this one for now. This is my baby for now, so... um, It's important to do that, though, because think how long you've spent writing this and how much time and effort that you've put in it. You need to actually appreciate what you've done. I stand back and just admire it for Uh, you, Elle. Exactly. There's other books that are of a similar genre from people from Scotland, and people have said that to me, and I'm like, well, there's room for everyone here. Do you know? You don't only need one book in your life. and Everyone's different. Every book's different. And this is my own personal... It's it's basically like a memoir with Mm -hmm. terrible men in it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's not like this actually all happened. There's none of this book that I've juiced up or, like... Do you know what I mean? Glamorised kind of thing. That all literally happened. So mm-hmm. I would like to write another book, but I can confirm it will not be a dating <laughs> memoir, sadly. But watch this space. We'll see what happens. You this. mentioned something there that I think is really important, that you know that there's other genres, we have similar books in the same genre, mm-hmm. and there's space for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's space for everyone doing podcasts as well. <laughs> <laughs> there is, yeah. Um, you do your own podcast. We do. That, that's the thing as well. So I met Paula. So I've got a podcast called Two Birds on a Podcast. Birds with a U. <laughs> and do you know, I've seen something this week and it says that an English court has ruled that the word birds oh, is I've sexist. Oh, i that as well. Mm. Oh, we don't care. It's fine. <laughs> um, literally, I met Paula through lockdown as well and she actually slid into my DMs on Twitter like because I was a journalist and we, we got chatting and it turns out like we have so much freakishly in common. Like It's crazy. So one day we'd actually, it was kind of during lockdown and we'd done a podcast over Zoom, but there was like a delay. So every time I would like crack a joke, she would oh, laugh like three minutes later. <laughs> so I'm like, this isn't going to work. We're going to have to wait until we can do it together. So one day, I hadn't met her before, invited her over to my house, like one of these strange men in my book. <laughs> and uh, we just were like the Did same Did she take for ages coming up the stairs? <laughs> well, it wasn't that flat. It was when you win, but I know what you mean by that one. Um, and... It was like we were the same person. It was so weird. Um, and we just clicked. But some of the podcasts, it's just it's literally just like two birds having a blether uh-huh. about different girly topics. Not mm-hmm. so much girly, but controversial things and taboo subjects and stuff like that. So when I met Paula, it was so weird. We have the same tattoo and everything. It's sure. like, it's so bizarre. No I was like, what What's does that tattoo? say? Oh, well, I got mine when I was 15, right? <laughs> What's and the it's tattoo? Like, after every dark night is a brighter day, right? You both have that? We both have Shut that. Up. So she was it's walk- bad enough one person she to was, I know, that's very, very true. But <laughs> she was joking. walking out of my house, right? And I was like, what does your tattoo in your back say? And she was like, and I was like, you're kidding me on. Shut up. It was so weird. Honestly, it's so weird. And there's, there's other things like... I can't even think off the top of my head, but it was just like we were so. We both like. I used to do spray tans. She used to do that. Like she studied journalism at college, and I, like it, there was so many weird things at the same time. And I thought this is really bizarre. Mm-hmm. But she's one of my like good good friends, and as I said, we've got this podcast, and we don't really like we've not got all this fancy stuff. We just do it on an iPhone. <laughs> we're just very basic, and uh, we just chat, and it's 
I've made a friend through that as well. So totally. it's and she obviously helped me so much with this book. Because she has a journalist, a, a, a write on offer as well. She's right? got a book called yeah. The Lies She Told, which is amazing. It's like a psychological thriller, and I'm like, how did you come up with all this? Because mm -hmm. that must have taken a lot of planning. Like that's what worries me a wee bit. I'm like. I need to plan this book. You need to like plan characters, names, like stuff like that. Whereas I just had to change, <laughs> change a few of my my men in this one. But it, I don't think people understand how much goes into a book and how like that took me like the best part of like two years really to fully get everything together. And it does like I think people just sometimes think you churn it out overnight and you don't. Like I've read this bloody thing about four times and I'm scared looking at it now like. <laughs> When I was kind of trying to pursue it, I was like, I've read this bit about five times, and it just, it so much goes into it. And to do what she's done and think all that up, all that madness up, it's just honestly, take my hat off to her and anyone that does it, and anyone that does a podcast as well, because as I said, I just turn up, I don't do any of the technical stuff, and she deals with it all, but there's so much that goes into stuff like that, like, it's crazy. But you get so much going on. I know, I'm so busy. That's what I mean, I need totally. to be busy all the time. Yeah. Everything, I just can't be, like, sitting at peace. And I think I, I just like having something to focus on. Like, recently, obviously, with all the DIY stuff, like, I finished the bathroom and I'm like, right, what can I do next? Like, what, what can I plan next? So, I like to be busy and I like to have projects on. But for now, no book projects because I'm just enjoying myself. Where so can people far. buy the book if they want to check it out? Amazon. It's on Amazon. Um, the Swipes of My Life. The Christian Makes Day. And I believe it's about £11 and seven ninety nine on ebook if you want to buy it. Please do because it's very good. Derek said it was good. So. <laughs> if you don't, Kirsten's mum over agent. <laughs> do it for Pam. If you're not doing it for me, do it for Pam because she needs this job as the momager. All the way through that book, you were referring to your mum as Pam. Mm -hmm. And I found that hilarious. I was like, does she not just tell you to call her mum? No. She, she's not a regular mom, she's a cool mom, that's the thing. She's just my best pal in the world and honestly, like I couldn't have done it without her. I really couldn't have. Um she's I, I could big her up here all day, I could sit and tell you how amazing she is, but everybody that knows her just knows like she's just the best person in the world. So I would like to just say we thanks to her because she's been there through all of this. <laughs> the good, oh, the bad life. and the uh, ugly yeah. as well through all that and um Every time something went wrong or whatever, I was always on the phone to her and every time I'm like, do you think I should say this or do you think I could say that or anything, any bit of advice I've ever been. Like, she picked me up for one of the dates when I lived there, so she's just been there forever. She's bailed you out. She, she definitely, she bailed me and Johnny out a few times, so no, she's she's amazing and um, I can't thank her enough and and now for being my book promoter. <laughs> Kirsten, I cannot thank you enough. I really enjoyed talking thank to you. Thank you very much. You were very kind to me. <laughs> you were what did you expect? <laughs> no, thank you very much. Um, and uh, you actually did ask me to do this when I was drunk at Transmit. And then I was like, the next day, did I speak to Derek Watson? I definitely did. So, yeah, we've done it now. But hopefully I'll be back for the next book in two years' time. <laughs> Absolutely. Two years then. You put a time frame on it. No pressure. Right, two years then. Deal. Listen, thanks to everyone who has watched and listened to this podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please like and subscribe and go back and check some older episodes. Cheers. Yeah.